Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. So on the witch now. Let's talk about Hex, baby. Let's talk how, about you and me. How long have you waiting to say that? Let's talk about all oh, the... Just on, uh, like, like, four minutes. <laughs> off the cuff. Right off the cuff. Hello, yes, it's witches. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's witch time. If this is the first part of a podcast, if it isn't, then welcome back. You're young, really. Yeah. So, witches, let's talk about them. Witches? Let's talk specifically about how they came to be and then get into them. Hmm. So witches are from Spire. Yes, that's where they first popped up. They are a... They are, they, are, they are carriers of a blood disease, which gives them magical powers, unlike most blood diseases. Which are bad. Which just, which just kill you. This one gives you magic powers. And they are... They initially inspired, they were called blood witches. They were, they'd inherited this disease from the heart, they'd contracted it. And they were weirdo magicians. Like they, were, they were an excuse to scare people, I think. Yeah, and also I really like witches. Chris really likes witches. Now, we then figured that seeing as this game is set in the heart, we would have to have a witch. It would be strange if we didn't, right? Yeah, considering it's the one Spire class which has expressly gone to the heart. So, um, our initial one was the Crimson Esperant. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the first classes we came up with, actually, was the, was the Crimson Esperant way back in the day. Um, yeah, and they are, they are a blood witch who is on the road to becoming a blood witch. And it, we thought for a while about that, and then realised that actually, it seems weird for the stu- the character in Heart to be significantly weaker than the character in Spire. Yeah, like the the sort of pilgrimage is really an interesting story, mm. but it's it's a story that you do in like a sidebar, mm. like you can't really make a game about it because then it becomes all about that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we changed it to be just the witches, the ones that stayed in the heart that didn't go back to the city. Mm. We kind of got a, a larger playground to play in with them. Yeah, they were initially. So initially, they had the uh, they had the cursed um, domain, uh, and they and they were all they were all powered by cursed. Um, and then the cleaver came along, and we realised that we were covering a lot of the same ground. The uh, the cleaver. Being the uh, like, the witch uses the form uses the power of the heart to manipulate magic to affect things outside of themselves, mm-hmm. and the cleaver is the inverse. The cleaver the cleaver affects themselves with the power of the heart, and so like the witch is far less changey, yes, than the cleaver. I think, yeah, for but sure, they're more controlling as well. Um, the witches are a they're a power block in hearts they have like they have a base called hallow on uh, on tier two and they initially we had them as this sort of what like wilderness sort of in like in communication with the heart like communing with it kind of hippies almost right like they were they, they, they were they were sitting in camps and communing with the heart you can really see that from the art 
The Absolutely. art comes from the first draft of The Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if I was skirmishing there today, I would ask a fewer bones. And a lot more silk. Yes, we wanted th- we want them to feel posh, as yeah, it were. Because when we when we were making them, we were also doing like the social structure of the heart, mm. and like kind of who goes where, who looks up to who, that sort of stuff. Mm. And the witches filled this really nice role of essentially nobility. Like it's not accepted nobility. People don't just go, oh, it's a witch. Oh, they're in charge. Mm. Um, but they've adopted nobility as their way of operating. And it is, it is the nobility that you can catch yeah. from a toilet seat. It's egalitarian nobility. Kind of, yeah. And they have no actual power that they haven't earned. They have bloodlines, but not in a hereditary way. Yes. And it's, it's we, not, were... it, it, like, we wanted to keep it really distinct from how the Elphir got mm. became nobility. We were considering putting in like, oh, uh, you have like you had this particular strain of the virus, mm-hmm. which we were chatting about. But I think that that smacks of source book material. To be honest with you, it doesn't seem like core book stuff. Yeah, and also it didn't necessarily do what we wanted to do with the witch right off the bat, mm. which was immerse them in a bucket of weird blood. Yeah, yeah, uh, they've still got their true form. Mm-hmm. The true form is the is again a magical transforming girl, which Chris really likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the transform is a it's a it's the zoetrope horror. Definitely not an overused phrase in these. Books. Definitely like yeah, uh, zoetrope horror is right up there with overclock max suit for me. Yeah, it's just it's, it's it's an image which which sticks with me. But yes, talking about like um, the grudge, uh, the the film uh, was it Del Toro's film Mama. Mama, yeah, so absolutely, absolutely excellent character out there. Um, in terms of like shuddering and flickering in and out of reality and stuttering, um, that's that's where I go for my for my true form, and the true form is a big part of the witch character because when you suffer major fallout, um, you 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 become really good at hunting and killing and bad at everything else. Yes, which is uh, interesting because very few of your of your spells go off hunting and killing. Yeah, absolutely. I think the cleaver very much embraces that. Yes, and the cleaver like is is this symbiotic relationship. Whereas with the witch, there's the there's this under, there's this attempt for like to either dominate the heart or the heart to dominate the witch. Mm. Um, and the true form informed a whole lot of other stuff we did, like in Hallow. Um, I don't know if it made it to the final book. I actually can't remember. Um, no, I cut it out. Um, was is the idea that when if you trigger one per, one one witch's uh, true form their heart's blood transformation then they, it kind of cascades through the entire town mm. like all the witches will just when they see somebody flick they they almost auto flick to it as like, well like dogs barking like dogs barking yeah and they, mm. so, so you suddenly get this entire town that just becomes overwrought with nightmare and some of them are like oh oh dear me sorry <laughs> pardon me I can't remember what I was doing my apologies I did leave it in the game oh, okay um, it is still there uh, and, yes, I, and, I, uh, and I love it I really like. I, I like. I like how fucking crazy it is. I really like how witches have like, they've got this nobility vibe to them. They have this kind of cavalier, like no, I, like not, like no, this place is weird, and I'm in charge. And then they're not in charge. They take major fallout, and then they go fucking ballistic. They they they've got a proper hair trigger. It's cracking. I really like it. Uh, you'll notice uh, also just quickly. You notice oh, also no, major fallout. It isn't blood. Mm. It isn't echo. It just doesn't mm. matter. When you get upset. Yeah. When when you've had enough, like, whereas you, the person, are probably technically fine in this situation, 
the heart that's in you isn't. Mm. Like it, it, it's ramping everything up to obscene levels and just takes over. And I like it, that. It doesn't understand. It's that concept of I'm in control, but not really. Let's talk about Crucible. Yeah, I really like Crucible. Crucible is one of my favorite yeah. core abilities. Mm. So what it lets you do is it lets you clear your echo stress and roll with mastery on your next action whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you roll a d6, and if it's under your echo stress, you clear that echo stress and get mastery, which is really good. Mm. However, it's over, you up your echo to that number. <laughs> so you can take Fallout and go into your true form. Mm. Um, and it provides this nice little feedback loop. Mm. And like it, it, it gives the witches a way of... As long as they don't trigger Echo Fallout, they can burn up. They can burn it off. Yes. And so there's there's like there is a perhaps not an incentive, but a a, a little bonus that if you're if like if, if you're up to your elbows in weird, the witch can start gaining power from that. Yeah, can get can get more effective at literally anything in the game because it's mastery, mm. um, and can get better. Mm. Like they can fall into a pot, into a pool of offal down six miles of oubliette, and come and come out stronger, mm. and that's very much the image we wanted of of the witches. And the uh, the inverse, uh, so, so, so there's a very similar power for the junk mage, uh, mm. which is I forget the name, but it's the one where you have uh, where you have three three mind stress or more. Um, you 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 roll with mastery when casting spells. Yep. And so this this rewards stability. This rewards you going in, getting into trouble, and then burning that off like a pressure valve, and then and then you're 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 clear, basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this makes you safer. Whereas the junk mage, you're encouraged to go a little bit mad, but not full mad. Yeah. So with the junk mage, what's going to happen is you're going to get it earlier, mm. but not keep it as but not keep it up as long because mm. you're running huge risks. Mm. Um, whereas there's a sort of balancing act you can do with Crucible because mm. you choose when you may when you roll it. It's weirdly gamey for one of our games. It is very gamey. Um, yeah, that's probably slightly telling that it's in one of the bits that I did a lot of. <laughs> mm. Let's talk about. So we like we've been over minor abilities for every class. Um, these are there's not. There's not a great deal I want to talk about, really, in the in the Witch's Minors. There's nothing hugely fascinating for me here, aside from Rambleweird. Yeah, I was going to get to Rambleweird in a second, but just the Minors here um, are very scene-buildy for the Witch. When I, say, when I say scene-buildy, not like a scene in your game, but like they they pop up, they prop up the background. Mm. Um, they tell you a lot about the Witch, like Heartwise, just the names... Heartwise, Wild Witch, Red Dominion, Old Blood, mm. Distinguished Lineage, and Witch Spit. Yeah. Um, the little lines of fluff there really show you how witches operate from that kind of haughty nobility in some cases. Mm. Like the, the Morticia Adams of the witch world. Mm. Um, all the way down to bones in your hair, up a tree... Yeah, you know, covered in muck, barely looking like a person. They right. run the gamut and they it's, do icky stuff. It's very possible to play the bones in your hair up a tree thing, but we we ended up portioning a lot of that off to the cleaver. Yes, for sure. But it's still um, its DNA is still here. Right? Yeah, you, like like you, you can certainly run a witch as basically a cleaver mm. if you need to, to take exsanguinate, go ramble weird. Uh, ramble weird is my favorite one. 
um, <laughs> because you uh, you get the cursed domain and you get to just like one, once per session when you win the, when you are in an area with the cursed domain, remove D6 stress from from resistances of your choice, and you just go for a nice walk in a place made of teeth. And I think there's there's something sort of there's like uh, uh, what's the word uh, sound of music about the whole affair. Yeah, and it's it's also the fact that like in 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 nicer uh, in a nicer game world. Yeah, that would be, you know, sitting in a calming meadow. Mm. But here, they're getting exactly the same feeling yeah. from sitting in from sitting somewhere where the walls are slithering over them. And I think, I think, like the witch, there is, there's, an, there's kind of an element in Spire and Heart, like there's kind of a contest to see who can be weirdest. <laughs> yeah, I think because because that's kind of the worlds we work in, and the witch is uh, definitely the easiest class to play that with because the cleave is quite straightforward about it. Yeah, yeah, and also like the witch is one of those classes that just screams heart song for the colonists. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think honestly, it's the one I'd like to take personally the least with witch because it, it's it's too obvious. Well, not just because it's too obvious, but to me, they've already been called by the heart. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like I, I have I have heart song implicit in the class, mm. whereas uh, penitent or forced or enlightenment. Mm instantly adds this extra layer of character that's much more interesting to me. Mm. Like, I just want to say, you can certainly play um, a heart, heart, heart Song Witch and like you'll have a fun time out of it. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, no, I'm not saying it's, it's like, bad. It's like playing, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Invictus Ventru from, uh, from Vampire the Masquerade. V- Vampire Rec Room, which is just Ventru Ventru. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Double Ventru. Uh, let's talk about the major abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, th- I think they've actually got more than other people. Possibly. No, they've got, uh, so they've got the same number. Um, but the witch is a real grab bag because they're a wizard. Yes. Uh, much like the um, so, so so like the cleaver, you can definitely you can sort of see the theme going through there. The Vermissian knight, you can see the theme of exploration and experimentation. And the witch is a is a is a magic user, and so we have we have a much broader focus of what they're able to do. There's also this thing that a lot of people coming to heart have either played or read a witch inspire. They were very popular. So there's a certain level of expectation of what they can mm. do. Um, and we it would have been weird if we'd have removed certain major ability types from them. Mm. Will, so in a lot of cases, we changed the way they worked. I will say one thing as well. It's been really interesting um, advancing the... Um, the fiction so mm. like stuff like so so the incarnadines come from a throwaway line which i put in uh, in the works chapter I mentioned this in the incarnadine section uh, and i mentioned uh, incarn is uh, is is female they use uh, they use she pronouns uh, and then we thought it was more interesting in heart like if if incarnadine was uh, was was gender neutral as far as gods go their gender is god their gender is debt well, no, you know in, whatever incarnadine incarnadine isn't gender neutral okay and Carnadine is non-binary. Yes, my apologies. Like it's a subtle difference yeah. in some cases, but yeah, it it, it counts, I think, for Incarnadine. Yeah, in- entirely fair. And the people in Discord were like, "Oh, I wonder why they changed that." And it's like, oh, I sort of grew up three years, I suppose. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we thought we thought it would be more interesting. We were hoping you wouldn't notice. Sorry, I didn't know I'd written that rather than I hope you didn't notice. Yeah. So taking the witch and playing with it a bit more. It's not the same class as it was in Spire. Like, I think they're both different... They're both different gl- looks at the same thing. Yes. 
Yeah, they're diff- they're definitely different um, paradigms. Mm. Um, the the first ability we wrote for the witch was one where you have a cat that dies. Yes, we cut that one out. We did. Um, the second ability well, we, we wrote moved with... it kind of. It's in the cleaver. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's shuffled around. Um, but it was it's basically it was, it was a cat which you dump magic stress on and realize that it, your your cat dies every session. Maybe isn't the best. Yeah. Maybe that isn't just the fu- the funnest thing you could be doing. I mean, you, se- you can still do that to a degree with familiar. It work it out. The second one, not a teleport, but a a, a logistics spell called Spirewalk with me. Mm-hmm. Because because Chris likes Twin Peaks. I do, and also Spirewalk with me is gorgeous. Mm, yeah, um, and that that the best thing about that name about the power was the name. So we oh, got into that very long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they are they are a big grab bag of powers. We've got um, we've got we wanted them to be sort of guides, or like or, or, or to understand the world around them, and not and like not in an instinctive way like the cleaver. Mm, yeah. So their guides come from. So Crimson Mirror is that they use magic to scry before you go on a delve. It nicks an ability from the Carrion Priest from yes. Spire. Yeah. Uh, but it just like, it lets you do scene framing and rewards players when they interact with your scene framing ability. And that's what the witch can be. The witch can be this weird seer character. Um, there's there's some buffs you can cast for the ascendancy. There's Exanguinate, which is the coolest ability, really. <laughs> I, I see. I don't think that's true. I think Exanguinate is interesting because a lot of people take it, and I think that's so, partly, yeah. You, you know what? It's not the coolest. It's the default. I think it's that's partly because it's the most instantly accessible. Like you can mm. you can technically do almost all of the things you can do with Exanguinate with a gun. Yeah. Like it. I mean, if you first take the first two um, abilities, you've got a D eight piercing ranged weapon, mm-hmm. and but it lets you take Echo rather than blood. Yeah. Uh, the only one that really differentiates it out is that you don't need line of sight, mm-hmm. but it, it is it is a rifle. Yeah, um, but it's a very easy one for players to latch onto and to understand, mm. and it's a weapon you always have, mm. and it's iconic, right? Like, yeah, lifting somebody off the ground by their blood and then pulling it out of them is a is mm-hmm. a great image, and it's very iconic for the for the witch. But I think the interesting ones for me was great and terrible. Talk to me about great and terrible. So, Great and Terrible is obviously focuses in on the the true form. Mm. Takes away the um, limitation, I guess, uh, the social faux pas that you're forced to <laughs> assume your your true form during a major fallout. And when you do change, again, it's optional for you now. All your adversaries take take a D four stress, just all of them, mm. just from how terrifying you are. Um. And I mean, as great and terrible might say to some people, like this is very much like a Galadriel power as well. Mm. Like you can go to so beautiful that people are just awed by you. Mm. But then you start to load things onto this this transformation bomb. Mm. So you can hurt yourself as you go into it, and then people are stunned to, to let you do a single action completely unopposed. <laughs> Then when you shift, you start healing because you're a sacred object to the heart. And then you start downgrading, and then you can start downgrading difficulty. And most obviously, you can still take these in any order. But it's such a front-load power. Mm. Like, everything happens in this nova of you shifting. Mm. And then you're crap at casting spells, but you're very good at like burying your, your hideous claws and things. Terry pulls heads off. 
and make what you got there is a werewolf. Yeah, pretty much. If you want it. It's, it's, it's just an interesting way of shifting it. The last power that we wrote, I wrote this one on a train um, coming back from Thought Bubble, actually, hmm. uh, from Yorkshire, is Lair. And so Lair is um, kind of bait. <laughs> By which I mean, I wrote, I, I had, I had the, I had the idea for a game, and like mechanically, it's, it's fine. You've got a, um, like you've got a, a, a bit like the stone, uh, the stone chorus one from the junk mage. You've got a van that you can sort of, you can get in and out of. You can't drive it into stuff because it doesn't really move when you look at it. Uh, but it's, it lets you take a familiar, which is a shop, yeah, and the shop follows you around and maybe eats people, and that's such a great pitch. For anyone who like, for anyone who wants to play the witch class, you can be like, oh, oh, and by the way, uh, you can adopt a small atelier, and it's carnivorous. Yeah, and the fact and... that as you feed it stuff, you you get better. Mm. Like you can just you can just throw a cat in there and let it eat it, and you just heal d four. <laughs> but like people are d six, that ain't nothing. Mm. But people are something. Yeah, and it's about balancing that, and like. You can do some really nasty things with it. Like, if you can trap th- things in your lair, hmm. like, you can continually cause them echo stress. And then when they die, you get better. Mm. The challenge we had, so, like, uh, the witch uh, witch inspire, they have uh, they have a few powers which key off their lair. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that wherever a, rich, a witch sets up shop, the, it turns into a lair around them. Uh, once they're of sufficient power. And then I think like one of the high advances was you get a second lair, and you can tell like uh, the area you're in becomes a lair after half an hour, and you can tell tele- you can teleport between two lairs. Yeah. And we thought that was really cool, and we really liked it. But unfortunately, in heart, it's a game about moving, so we had to get, we had to come up with a way to get a lair which still which travelled with you. Yeah, because it was either anchoring you somewhere, which we didn't necessarily want, unless you're playing a specific campaign about that, like Sanctum, mm. or it was allowing you to teleport wherever the hell you wanted, whenever you wanted, mm. which knocks out a large part of the challenge. Yeah. So having this thing, this, this essentially the luggage turn up from <laughs> Terry Pratchett, but you could live in it, mm. is pretty fun. Yeah, I suppose it is a very big bag of holding. A very big bag of holding. Big yeah. hungry bag of holding. Zenith. Zeniths. Zeniths. We have final form, which yep. is a fun, which is a funny joke. <laughs> yes, kind of. I guess it's a it's it's a th- rather than a joke. It's a thing that people say. Um, but that is that is one of your standards. Um, oh, you you get you get to def- define the game for the next twenty minutes on you go. Yes, power, which is kind of neat. I like I, I like I like the idea that because um, one of the things about witches is much like a dead walker. Um, their final their true form is very personal to them. Yeah, absolutely. As personal personal to the player. I think uh, so. So the player makes up their true form, and then that informs their actions as well. And whether it's like, oh, I've got cockroaches skittering all over me, or, or I'm hovering and you can see my skeleton, or I uh, I become a, a, like a series of jangling iron rods, or what have you, uh, like, like, a, like a nightmare wind chime. But final form lets you sort of blow that up to a landmark, and yeah, it stamps it on the game. Um, because yeah. one of the things that we don't really go into in great detail in the book necessarily and probably should honestly um is that you're meant to reuse your map 
Mm. Right? You're meant to reuse the, the layout of the heart multiple times. That's why it's so big. If you mm. look at the, the one in the back of the book, like most most people aren't going to fill anywhere near that. They're going to get maybe a third of it. Mm-hmm. And you're meant to do delves in your next game, if you want to play next game, thank you if you do, um, that link up to that. Mm. So these landmarks are still in the game and they mm. are still your characters in a way. It's legacy. Yeah. It, in that way. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Mm. In the way that all RPGs ever are technically legacy, I guess. That's true, yeah. But we, 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 we have a map that you build, then we encourage you to use it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We've also got Perfect Resurrection, which is gross. It is disgusting. And uh, it's you... also kind of hateful, because it has the phrase, they get no say in this. Yeah. It's it's a bit weird. I really hope no one casts it on a player character. Yes. Um, but you you get you get the capacity to um, to to pick someone who's died, and then you die, and then they never get the option to die again. No, they are continually three D printed out of meat and entrails in the heart somewhere. <laughs> I think perfect resurrection is one of those high level abilities, which is more like okay, this this is this is for NPCs, and yes. there's a plot in this, isn't there? Right, like I mean, if you and this will tie into Red Queens, we talk about as we talk mm. about, but if you. If if you cast it on the leader of Hallow, mm. like the leader of the witches is now permanently immortal. Mm-hmm. So I guess you've got to like. Put- That's impressive and terrifying. Like, what does that mean? You've got you've got a lunar month in between them coming back to murder you. Mm-hmm. But they are going to murder you. Yeah. Like I guess you can try and imprison them. They just hold their breath until they die. Yeah. Well, it's quite hard to hold your breath until you die. Yeah. They cast their own blood out of their body. <laughs> And then the Red Queen. I um, love the Red Queen. Is, it's so much fun. There is a surprising amount of admin to do. Huge amount of admin, yes. But, but, you are now in charge of all the witches of Hallow. So you can, you like, like um, Aragorn pulled the the old ghost warriors mm. up for, for the Minas Tirith. You can do Cl- that but with trick. blood witches. Yeah. As they they they'll shift into true forms and just go where the hell you want. Like you thought, mm. you thought the, the the train, the last train slamming its like was terrifying. That's just noisy. The train is going to do something roughly the size and shape of a train. Yeah, that's that, that that's 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 the like like in a long line certainly, but that's the limit of its impact. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the witches can take a place for you. Like they can make a new sea out of blood. Now you do have to go and become part of the meat chorus in the basement after a couple of sessions. See, I always took it as it was ghost chorus. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was meat because it's cursed. No, I I understand. Like, um, yeah, this is this is just one of those things where you and I have like slightly different views of things, mm. which I like. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I always had it as like these these constantly scheming and completely futile ghosts. Oh, nice. I've got it as a sort of just like a pile of mints with hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody dropped the ingredients of a bolognese, like still in the Tesco bag. Yeah, broadly, yeah. It's glass and like <laughs> ce- like celery sticks. I believe this one is called Dolmio. <laughs> that was the witch. That was all the classes. That's all of the classes. Can, we're gonna move on. Like that was that was the bulk of this podcast, I imagine. Oh, I don't know. Actually, like, it's not the bulk of the book. But uh, that's, we do that's have adversaries I, to talk over. We do. So what? Let's crack on with it, shall we, Christopher? We shall. It's going to be four hours of carrying pig.
You've been listening to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Thank you.